Stampede. Garner isn't 174, recorded 3 5 2023. What can we expect in our future? Well, a society paralyzed by its own excesses can only deceive itself for so long and then begins breaking apart. We may accuse foreign powers of abusing their populations and being run by authoritarian regimes, but our country can't claim to be healthy when our own population has become distrustful of our own government. We've built lots of different law enforcement agencies to protect the public, believing we needed them to help preserve law and order. Well, that's not the proof of a healthy people. It's a sad commentary of our own weaknesses. If our government finds it necessary to create law enforcement agencies to keep order in this country, then there's something wrong with the way we live. 
Maybe we've created a society of discontented people. And we think we can only make contentment by using all forms of methods, by making people comply with this country's laws. I've forgotten how many law enforcement agencies we have in this country, but I know it's a whole bunch. But it may be we've some agencies that are clandestine and work in secrecy. It's possible if they exist, they probably work by tapping into phone lines, listening to conversations, or reading emails, or maybe even physically surveilling or monitoring the movements of people in this country. If there is a secret law enforcement agency, they may be working without any restraints. That is, they believe controlling Americans requires working outside of normal practices. In fact, it's probably impossible to know how these people are funded by our government and might only have their allegiances to certain federal 30 or 40 year politicians who successfully hide compensating secretive operations. Now, if things like that really exist, it's not a stretch to claim they could be assassins as well. It's interesting to note recently, Malcolm X's daughter is claiming some government agencies were responsible for her father's assassination.
I don't want to get into Malcolm X's murder, except to say I think it was the result of an internal dispute within the black Muslim community in America. The facts are Malcolm X was pointing out some of the differences between the practices of the real Muslim religion and that of America's black Muslims' practices. And there were American black Muslims who didn't want that expressed. And so he was assassinated. But I'm not an expert about the history of black people in this country. But I will say this. I lived in West Africa for about a year. And I believe if you want to know something about America's history of African Americans, I recommend you start by traveling and living in West Africa. It's where the majority of African slaves were bought and sold and brought to this country. And you'll receive a sense of about an unfiltered truth of what occurred for over 400 years in slave trade. Now, since I'm on this subject, I've repeatedly stated that slavery has lots of faces and that it exists in different forms. There are millions of Americans trapped by our modern consumerist economy. And whether we're willing to admit it or not, that's a form of slavery. But another issue addressing slavery is the question of paying reparation to black people in this country. Slave labor worked to build America's southern agricultural economy without receiving compensation. How black African people would be paid, especially people actually having a genetic connection to Europeans, is difficult to determine. Reparation appears to be impossible. It's estimated that Thomas Jefferson, our third president, fathered several children with Sally Hemings, a biracial slave. So reparations for black people in America would be difficult at best to determine. As well, by historical accounts, the institution of slavery had a modest system of compensation for slaves. It's known that if a slave had certain skills, could hire out and might receive monetary compensation, sometimes being paid as much as $500 a year. It's true, a select few could buy their way out of bondage.
It's hard to believe our government would enter into reparations for black people when it's in effect bankrupt. Critics point out the internment of American Japanese families during World War II were paid reparations, but that was a much easier process in identifying who had been wronged. To say a person who may only be of a quarter of African American heritage might require DNA testing, and if so, determining reparation would be a nightmare. Besides, there have been black people who have entered this country who have no connection to America's history of slavery. It's widely recognized that slavery existed for over 5,000 years by lots of different cultures, races, and civilizations and reparation was rarely given for their bondage. They were simply allowed to be free, and that was their reward. No, the possibility of American black people today being paid for what took place for 400 years in this country is not likely. Besides, there are other more pressing issues like America slowly heading into a military conflict with the People's Republic of China and Russia. Since 1945, the United States has enjoyed the status of special privilege in the world of international banking, energy markets, and education and social standards. And those conditions have rapidly been changing. We have a superior military, but there's a growing consensus that we should not or could not finance a conflict with those two superpowers. In effect, we've spent trillions on building up our military, and it can't risk a major conflict it may not be able to win. Besides, this country is fighting a war already, and it's within our own borders.
this country is bankrupt. And it's bankrupt on many different levels. But our politicians and their propagandists can't accept that. Their professional livelihoods are dependent on making the American people believe that everything is all right and that we still have the power and strength to determine how things should be done in this world. Well, that's not what the reality would suggest. To perform as a healthy, socially functioning society We can't abandon rewarding merit as the standard for equity. The truth is, there never is equity in the natural world. No, nothing is equal because all of us are different, and even our DNA proves that. When you try to make everything the same by abandoning merit, you produce weakness. And even more, When you abdicate thinking for artificial intelligence, you produce school children who can't perform simple mathematical problems or end up with people who can't read or write. And that's not a strength. In truth, a consumerist economy demands that you get more. And that's the basis for our politicians saying, It will make us strong, but it's bred greed, corruption, and violence. You can't claim everything is all right and that we're a healthy society when we have large numbers of people living on the streets of every major city, suffering from drug addiction and mental illness. No, that isn't the proof that we're a powerful people. No, you can't have your government producing historic debt and believe everything is all right. And you want to know why it's not all right? Because then you no longer have people who trust what the government says or does. And what happens when people distrust? Well, I'll tell you, they loot riot, and sabotage. And that's not the hallmark of a country's strength and power.
have in store for you Where I love you, baby I know you love me Maybe we have some military leaders and politicians who want to challenge the Russian Federation and the People's Republic of China, thinking they can stop those two countries from getting control of the way this world is being run. After all, we've been telling everyone how things should be done for the last 77 years. And they don't like to accept America taking a second seat to anyone or anything. There are some people in this country who are arrogant and who have prospered by making lots of money selling weapons around the world. And they believe we can outproduce any adversary when it comes to advanced weapon systems. They'll try convincing people in our Congress we can win any war of attrition. They'll say we could have won in Afghanistan if we had just used a little more force. There are people in our government who say we've been too gentle and soft in letting our principles of democracy get in the way. We've got to show the rest of the world we mean business. And those same people who want to enter into a protracted war with China and Russia are figuring they'll continue filling their pockets. You see, war can be profitable. Of course, those same people refuse to admit anything is wrong back home. And they just need to convince the American public they're going to secure our future. We just need to show the rest of the world we can destroy a few opponents by sinking a military ship or destroying an aircraft in a limited engagement. And then the American public will get right on board, backing the building of a war machine. But those people have never accepted that something is wrong with the way we've been living No, they can't see our weaknesses because they help to build some of the illnesses that plague us. They'll say, don't worry, we're still strong, and we just have to keep doing what we've been doing. 
and everything will be all right. This week on Gardner Isn't You First Heard the Music of Mike Post, the theme to the TV series Law and Order, then from the theme from the TV series Twilight Zone, a composition by Bernard Herrmann, then another piece from Herrmann for the 1969 movie Twisted Nerve, from the Twisted Nerve Suite followed by a compilation of two works by Danny Elfman for the 1988 movie Midnight Run, Welsh Gets the Duke, and Diner Blues, and then from a live performance at Wise Fools Pub in Chicago, a 2005 recording of Otis Rush, All Your Love first recorded on Cobra Records in 1958, and finally, a shortcut from Twisted Nerve. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California. <laughs> 